Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, the big crosstown rivalry has come and gone. Is it still a rivalry? We'll dive into that question and more on episode 74 now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, your home for the best Chicago sports talk. I'm Joey Gellman. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Gellman. The man on the other side of the Skype is Dan Collins. You can follow him on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. The show, Believe in Chicago Sports, is also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. They're also on Twitter at Believe Network. As Dan introed in the tease, it seems to be a one-topic show today because it is just after uh, the Cubs and Sox series in which the Sox took two out of two, which we can get on a whole other topic where there's only two games, but they took two out of two from the Cubs, and I think, you know, we can get into the X's and O's of some of the games and any storylines and how awesome Liam Hendrick looks in both those games. Um, because he's the most fun to watch closing a game. But I think it's also an interesting discussion to talk about the rivalry itself. And I don't know if it's COVID or or, or what it's been over the last couple of years, but these rivalries really seem to take a nosedive, in my opinion, in the heated rivalry that it always has been in Chicago, whether manufactured or real, <laughs> over when, when it was created. And... It's just interesting where we sit, and also it's a it's it's a weird time for both teams too, right? Like the Cubs are in a transition mode where no one really cares, and the White Sox are at a at a point where they are trying to compete for a World Series and are currently underperforming a little bit in this first part of the season. So it's just it's it's an all around microcosm of an interesting time for these teams to where this rivalry just it didn't live up to what it used to, and they're just I'll, I'll let you go first, but it's just it's just interesting that we've always just had this in the back of our brains. If it's Cubs, Sox, Cubs, Sox, Cubs, Sox, can't wait. And I just don't know if it's like that anymore. I don't know, Joey. You might be able to speak for yourself on this one because as you can see here on the Skype, I am drinking my Victory Bud Light oh, uh, in honor nice. of, the, of the two-game sweep. And I do always forget how the Crosstown Trophy stuff works. Apparently the Sox have already won that. I've seen pictures with them like in the Wrigley Field locker room. They're already the – they retained the cup, right? Because they had the cup last year. Yes, correct. I don't know how that works. There, there's still two more games to play. Whatever. Not a big part of the story. But a lot to unload there in terms of, like, is this rivalry still a rivalry? I really think you can compare it with anything in sports, right? That is a, a legitimate rivalry. Yes, this will be a rivalry forever, right? For as long as the Cubs and the Chicago White Sox play in the city and play major, in, in the major league in, in Major League Baseball, this will forever be a rivalry. Same things go. Same thing goes for Red Sox Yankees, um, even Cubs Cardinals, um, you, you know, Michigan Ohio State football, right? Like it will just always be a rivalry. But how you react to the rivalry in any certain year. More to your point, I think all just depends on multiple things. Where are both of the teams at, right? Where are they at not only in the current standings, right? right, Like in the current place that they're in, but like what's the long-term outlook of the team, right? Like what's really on the line when these teams meet each other? I know there's a lot of things floating around, how other, other folks in the media, fans alike, 
a little upset that this was an early, like that these were weekday games in the very beginning of May. Now it doesn't help that this is an, a very like awkward, weird spring, if you will, right? Like it's just been super gray. It's been chillier than most, like most springs that I can remember in particular, like one day of sunlight and 43 days. I think we had, that's what I'm saying. Right. I think like what yesterday's game was, it was fine, right? Like it was okay. The the second game of of that series that is. And then immediately as we record here today on Cinco de Mayo, cheers, um, rainy and cloudy, basically all day going to be the same tomorrow. So I think that all plays a factor into it. And like you said, maybe it hasn't felt like a rivalry, big air quotes that I'm doing for the past few years, because look at what we were doing, right? When we had the Cubs rebuilding, the Sox were mirrored to mediocrity, right? Like I'm going like years back. I'm going years before, like as before the Cubs World Series into their championship building years. Sox, for the most part, kind of had the better of the Cubs during that era, right? And then when the Cubs were in their championship window stages for the most part, kind of not won't say dominated the series, but had a good, had a good stronghold on the series. And it was like, well, the Cubs are really on the up and up and we don't know what the Sox are. Now it's like a reverse rebuild where the Sox are kind of, you would hope in their window, right? Championship window. They're definitely in their playoff window. They're, you know, let, let's hope to win the division, right? Even though now I think last I checked, they were underdogs technically by courtesy of the Vegas lines and your gambling lines, whatever you're looking at to win the division. But now once again, it's reversed. So it's obviously at its best. It's at its highest for both fans when both teams are playing well, potentially can make the playoffs. I mean, let's think about it this way. If the Cubs had a stacked roster, and they could potentially win the NL Central. And obviously, you know, the Sox could win the AL Central this year. If there was playoff aspirations for both teams, it was a beautiful weekend series in June or July. Don't you think it would be a, a lot different than what it felt like this past week? I believe so. Um, so is it still a rivalry? Yeah, I think it'll be a rivalry forever. It, it's just a matter of, like, how much do you get up for it after years and years? I mean, I'm looking at this is per the Wikipedia, right? They're already 136 official contest in. Sox lead 72 to 64 on the record, which is a 529 winning percentage, so a little above 500 on that. But, I mean, yeah, this team has met officially on, on the record more than 135 times. So what's it going to take for it to always feel fresh or always feel energetic, right? I think it all just really depends on where the teams are at at the given moment. And everything else considered, weather, sure, time of the year. I mean, if if you keep having this game like in early May, even if the teams are really good and maybe, you know, going for, you know, a playoff spot or something, that's still so early on in the season where it's like you have to make it further down the line to where it could – you know, the the consequences seem more crucial, right? Those losses seem a Absolutely. little more crucial. There's 162 of these bad boys. Like, <laughs> you're going to have it, like, when we haven't even played 50 games yet? I don't know. So, in my yeah. opinion, yes, we'll always be a rivalry. No, it's a good point. It's like, you know, yes, it is baseball season, but I'm not in baseball mode yet, right? The Bulls just about out of the playoffs, right? So... Not in baseball mode. Joey Gelman, we're in May. I know, but it's freezing outside. Um, no, it's just like, I, I'm in baseball mode, but not, I'm not fully there, right? It's not, it's like you said, like you said, it's not the middle of the summer where it's all we're talking about and will dominate the headlines and the conversation, especially the teams are good. It's still basketball season. It would normally be hockey season if the Hawks were normal. Um, and it's just, it's just different. I think it also reflects, you know, baseball's place in the city right now and the entire landscape and, and with increased interleague play. You know, it's it's not as 
top of mind for a lot of things. And and I think what's also interesting too is, you know, when when we were younger and the rivalry, let's say, was ten years old when they started interleague play, right? Ninety three, I think. So, you know, now you're going on twenty years of us getting used to this. It's not as a nuanced thing. The way we consume sports now is across leagues all the time, uh, where it's not like a rarity to see them. Uh, and so it's just, it's just, it's just in an interesting different spot. And two, what what also I find interesting is that it's almost as if you know back in those days, not that it's like eons ago, but like back in my day, ten years ago, right? Or maybe a little more because the Cubs had an okay run in 07-08. but. The Sox and the Cubs weren't really in a big position to compete for a World Series. So that was the big kind of rivalry you had. It's like when I look at Bears-Packers, right, which I think will be in rivalry forever, the Bears are never in contention. So it's what you look forward to. And them beating the Packers, if they ever are in contention, will be incredibly significant to their chances of Making the playoffs, going further in the playoffs. Same division. Right. Only, six, only 17, I was going to say 16, only 17 right. regular season games. Right. right? Facing so, twice a year. Right. Like, like the Cubs-Sox has no bearing on standings when the Cubs have now been through a, 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 a six-year, five-year stretch where they were competing for the pennant. The White Sox are in that now to where a game against the Cubs across the street is just another game. It's just changed. That's something spicy. Email it into Major League Baseball. You need to have one of these series maybe at the very end of the season, right? Where no matter what team is in playoff contention or not, could either mess up the hopes or be right. the clincher into right. the playoffs. It could clinch you a, an AL or, or an L Central division or ruin it for you. Right. right? Like maybe they have to have that series way down the line, especially if, you know, one of the teams are or are not going to be competing, right? Like for for a division title. Like, hey, Sox are the favorites. Maybe let's have them face the Cubs second to last weekend, la- even the last weekend. Like, let's get the drama, right? So, like, maybe that could do something because, yes, there's 162 of these, but if you put it in the right spot, it can mean a lot of big things. Yeah, it's true. And it's just, it's just, it's, on a, on a Tuesday in May, it doesn't do it, right? And so you, you, if, if you can find that way to, to build it into the schedule better and even make it two, three-game series like it used to be, uh, yeah, the two games in the series is a little weird, right? I, I think weird. it'd be fun, and I think I hope it brings it back. It's just you know there there's less consequence to these games when you have higher aspirations, and I know we should always have high aspirations for our teams, but that wasn't the case every year. So you're now in a position for the White Sox where it's a World Series and pennant idea, not let's go punch Michael Barrett and AJ Przinsky on the hey, on the south side, you know. You know, that's interesting. I, I think the weather was just the unfortunate cherry on top of the cake. Like, I don't think that's, like, really the main reason. I think it was it's, – it's weird to begin with, right? It's this weird weekday series in May, and even if it was a sold-out crowd, sunny 72 degrees, I still don't know if it would have had that same mm. – to it right yeah for, for lack of a better way of putting it like i think even i think the weather was just the one that really pointed it out right like why are we doing this now but i think even if you had nice weather it still would be like 
wow, this is pretty early. <laughs> like, I remember I got like a text message. It was like a couple days even before the series. And it was somebody um, just texting me about like, oh, the Cubs and Sox are going to have even like the same record when they, you know, when they face off. How funny is that? And I'm just thinking like, oh yeah, that's right. Like we're only like 20 ish games in and like, we're already facing the Cubs. Like, okay. And I think it's so silly that part of the argument, like, you know, part of a lot of what we're hearing is that, oh, well, MLB, you know, MLB, they don't need, or like the Cubs or the Sox, they don't need, they're not going to need help filling those seats come like June or July, right? When like school's out, you know, tourists are in the city, things of that nature. But it's like, that's not the point. <laughs> like, that's not the point. Like, that's not how you grow the game. Like, we've been, how the saying is so outdated now when it comes to Major League Baseball and growing the game. Like, how, many, how much do you hear, like, how many times a year do you hear the saying, grow, growing the game as it relates to Major League Baseball on a yearly basis? Like, I feel like every single year we're talking about how to grow the game, yet they're not doing things that could help grow the game. <laughs> so, yep. I, I don't really understand it. And obviously, it gets into a totally different point. Um, but I think there is a point there because. It also goes back to how much the Cubs and Sox normally and the Cubs and Sox rivalry are in the regular conversation of the fans younger than us, right? And I think it's interesting because I've said interesting a lot today. Let's find a new word. It's It makes you think because... <laughs> You know, growing up, Cubs-Sox rivalry was was huge, and we grew up playing baseball, and it was a big part of our lives to where now, you know, a younger generation isn't as into baseball, isn't as keen into baseball. I know it's a stupid argument, but I make it every time. You haven't had a multi-platform baseball video game in a decade, right? That's how everyone learns about the NBA, through 2K. So you have this... I just Other, played Madden 20 minutes ago before we get jumping right. on this podcast. So, yeah. so, so you have this... this group of people that aren't baked into this rivalry and to baseball being a part of their lives every day or where you go to school, you have spirit week or summer camp or everyone's rah rahing about it, that when this comes along, it's just not as big of a conversation across everybody in the city as it used to be versus it may be for you or our parents or what have you. And so it's just, it, 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 it lends itself to the bigger baseball issue picture, uh, just kind of localized to to our teams here as much as we love them it's just kind of sometimes on the back burner well now that begs the question joey how much did you or did you not enjoy the games well you being a cup fan obviously didn't or did you even you. watch the games <laughs> wow that would you know i guess i will admit i only saw about five or six innings of each See? game right <laughs> the well, same I mean, little guy had a well it was supposed to be his first little league game the the opener ended up being a scrimmage oh, okay. last night so blame it on the kid i guess well, i'm just saying you know <laughs> other other responsibilities but i mean sure i did watch both games i mean i watched multiple innings of both games um more than just you know multiple innings i mean the first game i basically watched them the whole thing um basically but <laughs> but no i mean i i get what you're saying and like I definitely wanted them to beat the Cubs because, of course, you want them to beat the Cubs. I want them to win every team, and they were the record's not too hot right now. They're not even in first place, the Chicago White Sox. So it's like, yes, they they need to like bump it up here. Um, but I would say the games were enjoyable. I mean, Jose Abreu's batting a million versus the Cubs. He likes playing in Wrigley Field. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's still always a little bit of added entertainment to me. Cubs versus Sox, Sox versus Cubs, however you want to say it, is always going to be, for the most part, appointment television, unless obviously you know, the little guy has a little league game or something like that. So it's surely appointment television. Out of all 162 games, 
I'll be completely transparent here. Not all 162 of them are appointment television for me, but Sox Cubs, I would say, is definitely appointment television, along with, you know, a lot of other games along the way. Um, but of course, of all the games that are played over the summer, no, we're not going to be sitting in front of our couch or in the stadium watching all of them. These two definitely have to tune in. And it was enjoyable because the result. So for you <laughs> not seeing Louis Lewis Robert like crash into the Wrigley Field brick brick wall. Yeah, there ain't no Ivy this time of the which, year. Which by the way, he doesn't make the catch. The Sox probably lose that game. Uh so that that catch which was one heck of a catch. Thank you, Robert. Gets <laughs> gets gets solidifies the W um with some foresight here we could say that for the Chicago White Sox. So, no, I mean, there was definitely that um do you get as much enjoyment in beating a Chicago Cubs team that's just, you know, very Merp. I guess you call them young, but I mean, they they have thirty year old rookies on the team, or I mean, just an experienced Cubs team for the most part. I I don't know. I mean, it, it's not the same, but still like beating them. Probably how the Packers feel when they beat the Bears every year. This team, exactly. This team's oh, here. Man. How much does that hurt my heart to hear you say that? There's just, there's just Packers fans in attendance or watching on at home. Like, ah, oh, yeah, we beat the Bears, but it's not the same. Maybe that's why. It's true. I've never, I've never been there, but maybe that's why they're so friendly in Lambeau because they just kick our ass every year. Well, right. Like, oh. Well, these are just our little friendly rivalry, Chicago Bears. Right, probably. Well, it's like, you know, we're so hyper-local here for the Bears and live and breathe it. But across the league, like, they're pretty irrelevant. And I'm sure for the Packers, like, it's another game now. It's like they've only won one playoff game in 15 years. I mean, you Are know. the Bears irrelevant? I mean, hell, NFL wants to put them on primetime everywhere. So people, whether they want to see them or not, if you're watching primetime football on Sunday night or Monday night, you're, you're catching a few Bears games every true. year. That's true. Don't know if that's good or bad for the NFL viewing public, but you do, especially Cubs Packers. You know, it's going to be prime time. It's going to be at least well, a Cubs Sunday Packers night. will be interesting, but it's Bears Packers. Cubs Bears Packers. <laughs> my pocket. Put down the Bud Light. But um, no, you're, you're Harry mean, Carey over here drinking on the on the broadcast. <laughs> hey, Bears are Bears socks today. Yeah, just get everything confusing. Uh, get everything uh, misworded. But no, I mean. You're right. I mean, even still, even though if, if it's on national TV a couple times a year, you know, a Chicago Bears game or two, like, the, the is it still relevant to the rest of the NFL fan base? Like, no, right? I mean, do people in Kansas City, you know, do Chiefs fans give a, give a damn about the Bears? And, you know, do Texans fans give a damn about the Bears? And, right. Well, no. But but there's also the reason why, like, the Bears-Packers will always be the big rivalry and why Red Sox-Yankees is a big rivalry and why Cubs-Sox can – lose a little luster. It just it's not as consequential for the teams, but it's definitely can start a few fights in the bleachers for the fans. Yeah. How awkward was that fight? Oh, it was when I awful. First saw it, I was so disappointed. You know, Joey, I'm a lot older now. I'm a lot more mature. I'm not a hooligan. When I clicked on the link, I was like, please don't show me a Sox Cubs fight. Like but when I saw it was it, I don't condone violence, but when I saw it was Cubs, Cubs on Cubs and the most awkward, drunken, whatever the hell that was fight, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I'll watch this. Like, And that's I, why that's why the rivalry's lost its luster. We fight ourselves now. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, even worth be, fighting you. I was like, be foolish. Anybody who was wearing any kind of socks garb in there, I think there was a couple, they were just kind of spectating. Everybody that had words for each other, push and shoving, were, were all wearing something Cubs related. I'm just like... What the hell am I watching? Like, what was this? And by the way, I don't know if they got the memo, Joey. You know this. There's no fighting in the bleachers. 
There's no fighting in the bleachers. So. Yeah, and no crying in baseball. Yeah, no crying in baseball, and there's no fighting in the bleachers. But apparently, um, there was. Th- th- that uh, how-, how did that affect you as a Cub fan seeing that? Because I know you would have wanted to, to have seen a couple Sox fans being idiots duking it out. So you know you could point to that, of course. But no, you gotta love it. It was uh, two Cub fans in uh, slow mo. Yeah. No, it's the nature where the team is. It's just it's a confusing bunch of drunk uncles trying to figure out if anybody's any good and they're just in transition sadly i mean you know maybe you get a couple of bright spots from Isaiah suzuki and and others but it's just it's just a funky funky place and <laughs> I, it's just a microcosm of what they are just let's hang out and fight and see what happens well, you know, I was also thinking about it, and not to get off topic with the fight, even though that was hilarious, but we're talking rivalries here again, and Bears-Packers, like you said, a lot more consequential. And I'm even thinking about, you know, there's rivalries, and, I, you know, I watch European soccer and whatnot, whether it be the Premier League in England or La Liga in Spain, but, and you would know as, as somebody who lived in, in, in Espanol for a little while, um, even like Barcelona, See, Barcelona, right, and Madrid, like, that will be El Clasico. Like that's going to be a thing year in and year out. It always is. You know, Manchester United versus Liverpool, Manchester United versus Man City. But those always are very consequential, whether it be in just the league, right? Whether it be a domestic league game, whether it be in a in, a, in any other kind of European a tournament or domestic tournament. Like they're they're going to be consequential, right? Because there's only so many games. So when you have 162 games in baseball, I don't know. I just, do you shorten yeah, the schedule? 70, I would, yeah. 70 regular season games? Please. Do you cut it dramatically? Please. Think about how much every game would mean if you only had about 70 of them. You should. That's what everyone was pissed the COVID year because they played 60 games and like all these teams yeah. that made the playoffs wouldn't have made it because they would have tailed off in the last half. But Yeah, yeah. and it was great. I, I, you definitely well, don't need 162. No. But like going back to what you said about the consequential, like that, I, I was trying to think of the example in my head and it couldn't come to me. But I think about like Hawks-Red Wings, right? That's the, that was the biggest rivalry in hockey for decades. Then two things happened. The Hawks finally got really good for a, de- a decade to where, like, the, I mean, the the playoff rivalry against the Red Wings in, what was it, 09 or 08? Whatever before they made their run. It was the last that one. Been they, right, that would have been right before the, 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 right first, before. So the, what the was, first Stanley Cup of the, right. of the franchise. It was awesome. Yeah. But, but the two things happened of, the Hawks got good and won three cups, and then they realigned the, the divisions. And now that the Red Wings are out of the Hawks division, or, or, or excuse me, when they changed it, I'm going to be a really bad hockey fan because they know they switched divisions again, but I still think they're out of their division. Um, it lost its luster. And the new generation of fans didn't know anything about the Red Wing rivalry because the divisions changed, so it wasn't consequential. And the Hawks, I mean, the playoffs for a decade straight in which the Red Wings didn't really factor in except for a couple of those series. And so it just kind of changed the nature of the rivalry to where, you know, it was fun and Detroit sucks and all that when they face him in the playoffs. But, like, now, 10 years later, when they haven't played each other as much, it's kind of Com- Cubs soxy. Completely different conferences, by the way. Eastern and Western. Thank you. Western, yes, yes. I'm a great uh, hockey fan. The, yeah. <laughs> the Red Wings playing in the Eastern. The, right, because the, they the fixed the time zone. In the, in the Atlantic Division. Right, because right. they the, played against all, all the Central Time Zone teams as an East Coast team. Hey, East Coast maybe time one zone. day they'll meet in the, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. 
<laughs> when, I've been told the that stars... for the Cubs and Sox for the World Series. Exactly. I've done that right. in 100 plus years. Right. Whenever, whenever the stars align on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's wh- why you do that with big rivalries. I don't know, but it does bring up a, a nice little fun topic to get towards the end of the show here is, and I have heard this going around and I got the wheel spinning in terms of talking uh, about European soccer is they apparently might do something like that with baseball, like have many tournaments, like kind of how the premier league, if you're in England, you also have the FA cup. Um, you have like, you know, the, the football championship where you're facing lower tiers, you know, um, football teams, if you will, or soccer teams for, you know, for, for those who still use that word um, in, in lesser divisions. So almost if like, you know, the Chicago White Sox face like the, the Iowa Cubs or whatever, but not even necessarily like that, but still different tournaments within the calendar year. So, and even instead of playing, and I don't know how this would be, but you could still go and keep all that sponsorship money and, and still go, you know, from April all the way to October and still play the World Series and still have the regular season. But instead of playing 162, you can have a much shorter regular season and you can have a lot of mini tournaments within the regular season in the calendar year. And however you want to wait that you want to wait that. I mean, obviously at the end of the day, you're going to want the world series trophy. That would be kind of similar to, I guess, winning the league, if you will, or winning like a, it wouldn't be like, it's so hard like to compare it. It's a false comparison. You can't call like a a UEFA champions league because those are all European teams going for something. And instead of their own domestic league, uh, whereas like the world series air quotes is still a domestic championship, but I don't know. I mean, that sounds kind of fun there, too. And then, like, maybe you get draft picks or maybe it's draft picks in MLB. Like, that, <laughs> that's another thing that's just so like you can have all these first round picks and maybe none of them even ever turn out. You can have three first round picks in a year and maybe one turns out. But um, but no, like I would be as a fan, maybe something open to that. And now that can mean something different for Cubs and Sox. I know we have our. What's the, the Crosstown cross Cup? That's exactly what it is. It was like the Wintress Crosstown Cup. But it'd be a little different, and it would be with more teams. And what that means for for either team, maybe that can mean more money, right, to go spend on free agents. Like you could still make it mean something that we're like, oh, like, no, like we don't care that we won, like, the American championship, whatever trophy you want to call it, but it would just come with other benefits. And I think that's how baseball can be more fun throughout the April to October calendars. No, I, I think it's an interesting idea, and I think the NBA is toying with in-season tournaments too. And I think it's just you NBA, yes, NBA yeah. And I, I, you got it. And I think well, either way, I, I think you have to start doing that. I mean, I, I have a very American brain when it comes to sports, and I can never really understand how you know, like called the Premier League, right? You have all these tournaments within the season, and then the last day of the season you win a regular season, unless you don't make the Champions League, and there's no, like, playoff after that. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. But as I've grown understanding it, I, I think that does a tremendous amount for in-season intrigue no matter the time of year. And so gone are the, are the you know, resting players towards the playoffs or less intrigue in a middle-of-the-year game where now you have this tournament you got to gear up for, and let's go. And I think it, it, yeah. it you know, even, you know, f- football's different, I get that, but even, like, baseball, excuse me, basketball and hockey, like, even 82 games is long to me. Like, why yeah. do you need that many games to decide something and then 
Even with baseball, too, then you could lose in a play-in, or you lose in this, and then you get nothing, right? So I, th- I, I think we're destined for a lot of in-season tournaments, and I think, you know... It's we're, the way we're, to go. Yeah, and, and we're such instant gratification now that we need something to latch on to at, certain, at different points of the year, to where I think that'll definitely work. If you said, let's just say there was relegation, right? So the Cubs play their... their, their Midwest tournament on June 1st, you play the AL Central and the NL Central with a right to get to the Premier League of Baseball. Like, let's go, because then everybody has a yeah. chance. You can't tank anymore. It it, it 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 would definitely add a lot of intrigue, and I think they got to do something that's worth exploring, because if I'm sitting here in April, I have to wait all the way till November to crown a champion. Right. Without anything in the middle, right? That's what's tough. Like, just like, make it mean something. Like, right. That's why the NFL is the, is the NFL and owns America and owns – they have their own day of the year, Sunday, right? And even Monday if you want to argue that um, because like, every game means something. There's only 17 right. of them. Right. There's only be 16 and now the 17, which is still a short a short amount. Like Every single game matters. If you start out 0-1, that's kind of rough. Like you, you need every single win you could get. So with every game mattering, that that's why like it, it means something. Where 162 or 82, depending on what league you're talking about, eh? Like, okay, no, so it's you, true. Like you you're lost gu- game 53. Right, you're you're guaranteed in football that halfway through the year you're still in it. Right. Even if you're winless. <laughs> so yeah. you know it's it, it's definitely it's definitely coming. I think I think you have to expect that, and I think it'd be good. I think it. It adds a lot of excitement in the middle of the year when no one cares. You know, like you mentioned soccer, right, or football. Like, that sport's almost year-round, right? But there's breaks. It almost is, yeah. Right, but there's those breaks. Well, fine, international duty, what have you. But also in-season tournaments that break it up to where you're not sitting here for nine months waiting for a champion. You can be a mini-champion of these different things. You duke it out. And then you get to your ultimate goal if you make it. And if it. you follow a top team, they're also playing teams in different leagues. Right. So now right. you also get that, that that pleasurable entertainment. Right. I mean, you get something like a Manchester United. I keep going to them because that's a team I follow. Right. Versus a Real Madrid. Or, but see, now they got to move there. So you can say, oh, my team's playing in Madrid this week. I got to go. Yeah. No, Versus that's true. my team's I mean, playing in Minnesota this week. I got to go. Hey, London might get their NFL team. Right? I mean, it's we'll true. see. I, I don't think they need one, and that would be really weird. And how the hell would that work? I don't know. That would be but, crazy. I mean, hey, if you really want to grow the game in MLB, you can even have like a, you know, like a UEFA or CONFACAF type of tournament. Oh, where yeah. The fact that the, the Dominican fact, Republic and China. And, yeah, yeah. The fact that it's – it's. I mean, I know the World Baseball Classic exists, but but the fact right. that they're – I mean, you could, you, could do the, you could do the World Baseball Classic in-season tournament because the fans of yep. Japanese teams, Dominican Republic teams, Puerto Rico – Everybody in South and Central America, it is a party. It is yep. awesome. Like what that would bring, and 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 I wonder how it would work. Like, okay, if you're Wilson Contreras, do you play for Venezuela? Or do you play for the the Cubs? And you and you soccer it True. with international duty. Now you're getting me excited. Let's do this, Rob you Manfred. See, we should just go work for the commissioner's office. We should just go work work for MLB. Um, before we wrap up, complete and it wasn't in the tease, but I want to throw a curveball at you. What the what the fuck with the Madison Bumgarner <laughs> thing, and was it Dan Belio or whatever his name is? Like uh, the umpire, I, I don't care what his name is. How creepy and weird was that? It was I very weird. Up. And please let something happen with like have that be like some kind of repercussions. Like in the first inning of a ball game, for it, that wasn't even the umpire that Bumgarner. Bumgarner was was a. Uh, 
uh, barking at the home plate umpire, right, because of some calls before walking off. And then the fellow, his the home plate umpire's fellow umpire, Bellino or whatever his name is, decided to take it upon himself and basically make it to where, all right, like you can almost see it in his eyes and as he's rubbing Bumgarner's hand, very weird, very awkward, very like uneasy to watch. It's just weird to watch. Um, like you know what he's trying to do. Like no, that that's not what your job is. Like your job isn't to police the game in that fashion, right? Like, to stare just, at him straight in the eye, <laughs> right? Like that that's just not what it is. Like once again, not how you grow. Get that nonsense out of here. Like what is it with Major League Baseball umpires? officials, whatever you want to call them, more than in any other league, just always trying to take the game into their own hands. I, I get it. I'll bring like a Joe West, for example, retired Joe West, mm-hmm. who like everybody like, you know, talks all this good about him and he's all there. Oh, he, you know, he served so many years. Like that doesn't mean you take the game into your own hands. Like, you know, like that's not right. Service time doesn't mean good. <laughs> right. That too. Like that. I think it's an ego thing. You know, I, I heard like, the interview with him the other day and you know i worked with so many major league umpires and this and that oh great (laughs) but that doesn't mean you are the game you know what i'm saying like it's only baseball i feel like it's only baseball umps that and it's because maybe because it's just the history of throwing out right it's just a thing you do like in basketball and football you don't throw a player out unless like they're violent right Unless, unless it's like a flagrant two or unless like cornerback throws a punch to the head or something of like oh they like you just don't throw players out of games right right that's kind of dumb so it's like but because that's what a thing is in baseball like it's a thing like i think umpires in you know officials you know the officiating crew whatever you want to call them to compare to the rest of the major sports they have like this power hungry vibe about them not all of them of course but there's definitely a select few that they take the game into their hands far too much. No, the game, the officials, the team is still viewed as more important than the player. And that's why right. MLB keeps losing. NBA, yes. it's about the player. Like, I don't care about the Utah Jazz. They play in Utah. But I'm going to watch Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So, in this case, it's the opposite as it always has been. They, they, they choose their way or the highway, their ego, the team, baseball, yep. the game. It's, 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 it's tradition. It's history. Madison Bumgarner, see you Right, then they'll toss Madison out Madison Bumgarner. He's always been, but still. Right, but it's how, but it's how they how they treated the players in the CBA. Right, we're we're better and bigger than you. When in reality, they're nothing without them. And other sports are starting to realize that, including college, NBA, yeah. even NFL at some point, NHL, yeah, kinda. But baseball is the one that always keeps saying, "No, our game and our tradition and our team is more important than the Mike Trout," and they're going to lose. Every, Every time, time they hold that, that stance, and that's a perfect example of how it happened again in a funky, funky situation in Arizona. Yeah, just had to bring it up because, like I said, it, it kind of goes with the conversation we're having now of stop the nonsense. Stop stop the nonsense. Like, tell the umps to take a chill pill. It's about the players. Like you said, like, grow the game. It starts with the players. I love watching Golden State, the Golden State Warriors for the past X amount of years because of Steph Curry and the Splash Brothers, you know, and Clay Thompson, but mostly Steph Curry because he's just a man. Like you said, right? Like, I love watching the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. Like, call me a bandwagon fan. Call me what you want. No, I just enjoy watching greatness. Like, what's the biggest thing about, like, the Michael Jordan and the LeBron James arguments? Like, just shut up and watch. Like, just, just appreciate it, right? Like, I just like to appreciate greatness. I like to appreciate these athletes entertaining right or like playing these sports at the highest and best level like i want to see that and obviously like i said madison bumgarner is not going to be no Young candidate this year but still that's not the point the point i'm making is like just stop like <laughs> enough is enough um and on that note 
enough of the podcast for episode 74. Um, so, for my partner Joey Gelman, who you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman, as he said, myself, Dan Collins, at Tweet Dan Collins, and this fine, lovely show at Believe in Chicago. As always, we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Go on ahead and give us a follow, give us a listen, Spotify, um, Apple, wherever it is you listen to your podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.